This is an AMI podcast. I'm Dave Brown, and this is a podcast version of AMI's Morning Show, now with Dave Brown. Catch the live broadcasts weekdays from 9 to 11 a.m. Eastern on AMI-audio and AMI-tv. Welcome back. It's now with Dave Brown. 5G networks are becoming more common, and that means that tech companies and users are using more energy to access those networks. One company, Ericsson, believes a more holistic approach may be the way to keep that energy usage and costs down. Mark Flalo from Double Tap TV is here to explain what that means exactly. And of course, Mark is the host of Double Tap TV, which you can find Tuesdays at 8 p.m. Eastern Time on AMI-tv. Hey, good morning, Mark. Morning, Dave. How are you? I'm well. Always nice chatting with you. So I need to start with a more general picture here. Okay. What are some of the challenges facing tech companies as 5G rolls out more broadly? Well, so 5G is a more powerful technology in terms of the amount of reach it has. So it it pushes a signal out a lot further, which requires more power to amplify that signal and get it to various places. So as a result, what happens is, is the equipment and the antenna and the hardware behind it obviously consumes more power to get that signal out there. And it's bi-directional, don't forget. So you're sending and receiving. So there's a lot of information and a lot of hardware that's in there and in the infrastructure across the board at every cell site. Plus you've got, you know, co-location centers where they have servers and different infrastructures and it consumes a lot of power. So the challenge is as we continue to look towards, you know, sustaining the environment and making sure that everything from vehicles to infrastructure are all more sustainable, people are looking at ways in which they can optimize their energy usage in different ways, shapes, or forms, which we're going to get into in a moment, to make sure that they're not over-consuming or really taxing the infrastructure that they use. So let's let's talk about Ericsson, the, the tech company from Sweden. They say, let's use a holistic approach. What do they mean by that? Okay, so they have introduced a way that's going to break things down into four different segments. The first segment looks at preparing the network. So what does preparing the network mean? That means analyzing how much data is going to be going back and forth, analyzing how much power is going to be consumed to actually run these data centers. Modernizing the systems um, is one way that they can look at actually optimizing everything that's going on. Not only the existing and the new 5G infrastructure, though, looking and modernizing some of the older infrastructure, such as the 3G, LTE, and the 4G, that is still there and still operational and also consuming a lot of power. So if you look at it at a whole and look at an entire cell site, for example, that's beaming data back and forth on all these different bands, Adding 5G just increases it. But if you look at modernizing everything and using more efficient equipment across the board, then you're doing a better job at preparing the network for that new introduction of the 5G. Second part of this approach. Go ahead. Yeah, no, please, please go ahead. Continue. So second part of the approach is activating what they're calling energy-saving software. So this is a combination of AI and different software tools that can analyze the amount of data and traffic that's going back and forth at given points in time. Kind of like, you know, smart light bulbs and various things in our home, smart thermostats can analyze when you're home and you're not home. It can bring down power when it's not needed. So it doesn't have to be blasting 100% all the time. It can actually lower power and use AI to determine when it needs the power and doesn't need the power. And there's more. Uh, Step three is to build 5G with precision. And that goes back to modernizing and making sure that when they're designing the hardware and the software and everything that goes along with it is that they're using every tool at their disposal to make sure it's energy efficient. 
Same way we look at Energy Star compliant appliances and windows, they need to do the same thing. And the final thing, I will let you speak, I swear, Dave, I will, um, <laughs> is to, is to actually, actually operate and make the infrastructure and the actual site itself more sustainable, meaning using solar, using wind power, using hydro, using other ways of not consuming harsh chemicals, coals, et cetera, et cetera. So that's the holistic approach. Okay. That definitely counts as holistic in my mind. And sorry, Mark, I didn't mean to interrupt you. You had the information, no, so means. there's no need for me to talk. <laughs> if you have the info, just give it to the people. Uh, what does the data say? Has this approach caused any energy reduction for Ericsson? Definitely. Yeah, definitely across the board. They've seen, number one, they've seen definitely on the bench testing when it comes to optimizing the equipment, there's definitely a difference. If you look at just computer evolution over time, we're seeing more powerful computers consuming less battery power and less power overall. So so definitely on that side, it, in terms of the actual sites themselves, using you know adding uh, adding a, a windmill, adding some solar panels. Again, it taxes takes a tax off the actual existing you know hardline infrastructure. So they're definitely seeing the benefits, and it's something that's going to continue to evolve over time. Ericsson is based in Sweden, but their reach yeah. goes well beyond just the Nordic countries. Are other countries adopting a similar philosophy that Ericsson is laying the template for? So this is a – there's two parts to this answer. Number one is that there are companies that use Ericsson's infrastructure and use their hardware and their software. Canada is one of those places that relies heavily on Ericsson. So they're – you know, Bell, Telus, et cetera, et cetera. If just by using Ericsson's equipment and their infrastructure and their telecom, they're already adopting a lot of these things. As to what they're doing on their, their actual sites, it's definitely a lesson I think to be learned. And at the end of the day – by being more efficient and, and thinking in this way also saves money. So they'd be stupid not to adopt some of these patterns and some of these things that Ericsson has discovered. Is there any impact on consumers to be talking about more energy-efficient 5G? I mean, the joke with energy-efficient uh, dishwashers or, or uh, energy-efficient uh, washing machines or, or, or fridges is they don't get your clothes as clean. They don't get your dishes as clean. They don't keep your drinks as cold. Is there any trickle-down impact? And by the way, a lot of, in a lot of cases, that's like totally false, but people love to make that argument. Is there any trickle-down to consumers here about more energy-efficient networks? Nothing that will be noticeable to a user at the end of the day. Obviously, there's going to be differences in terms of power consumption and the way in which data is sent and received, but nothing that anybody's really going to see in any way, shape, or form. Your phone is not going to stay cooler, I promise. <laughs> okay, <laughs> that's well put. Uh, Mark, thank you for this. We appreciate it. Thanks, Dave. Have a good week. You've been listening to Now with Dave Brown. Hit the subscribe button on any podcast platform and leave us a rating and a review. Hi, I'm Jenny Bovard. Join me monthly for Low Vision Moments, where I speak with awesome guests about some of the amusing things that happen when you're blind or partially sighted. Watch on YouTube or download Low Vision Moments from your favorite podcast distributor.